You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 146. So how do high-achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business, and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello there. How are you today? So as you're listening to this, I am probably in line at the DMV. And if you're not familiar with the Department of Motor Vehicles here in California, count yourself lucky. This is a podcast where I talk a lot about thoughts, and I have a lot of thoughts about the DMV that wouldn't be appropriate for the ears of children. So I will leave it at that. I'd much rather spend time talking to you about getting what you want. That sound like fun? It's easy to have thoughts that feel good when we get what we want, right? But what happens when we don't? You're going to want to keep listening if you have interactions with other humans, want more time, or want to create better results in your life overall. Sound good? Well, it's all going to happen thanks to a listener who submitted a question on Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, come on over. You can find me at Dina.Cataldo. The question? It's a really good one. It's one that doesn't just apply to one segment of the population. It applies to every single one of us if we have thoughts. Hint, we all have thoughts. So, but before we jump in, I want to thank the listener for sending in this question on Instagram. Hearing this podcast might bring up a lot of feelings. Please know that this question is going to help a lot of people. And I'm sending you a big hug for offering up this question for coaching on the podcast. Thank you very much. All right. So what was her question? Her question was how to navigate a boss who you like but redirects opportunities for your growth. I did some follow-up on this question to dig in a bit deeper. Without giving away too much detail, the basics are these. A position opened up that she wanted, and she didn't get it. And this kind of thing has happened to each one of us at some time in our life. We've been told we can't have something we want, and we've been on the other end of making a decision about giving something to someone that they might want. It could be anything from not getting a deal in our practice that we wanted, or a romantic partner we desired, or deciding which associate or intern gets an assignment, or whether we're going to go out on another date with someone. Anytime something, anything, happens in the world, we're going to have thoughts. When it's something we want to happen, we think things along the lines of it's all right in the world, everything is all right, and we decide there's not a problem. When it's something we don't want to happen, we think along the lines of this isn't right, something must have gone wrong. It's important to understand that this is our brain's default setting. Nothing has gone wrong in either scenario. Our brain is working just fine. The work of coaching is recognizing what our brain is doing so that when we're having 
thoughts that our brain is creating that generates suffering or generates feelings, we're not suffering in the feelings that don't feel good. And I'm going to explain a little bit more of that as we go along. So our thoughts create all of the thoughts that we have in our body. If you've been listening for a while, you already know this. And I can tell from the way the question was phrased and the short conversation we had in the DMs that there were some thoughts that she had about her boss's decision not to give her the assignment she desired. And here's a few that I picked out. I should have that spot. I don't know why she didn't give me that spot. This spot was an opportunity for me to grow. She took that spot away from me. My boss made the wrong decision. She knows I'm perfect for it. She knows I want it. She has some other thoughts too, like other opportunities will come along, or I like my boss, but the other thought that she has is I like my boss, but not this decision. Overall, where her feelings are, are coming from are the first group of thoughts. Note that all of those thoughts are not true. They're just thoughts. For instance, when I followed up, I noted that she didn't know exactly why her boss decided not to offer her the spot. That tells me she hadn't had a vulnerable conversation about what she wanted and why her boss had made the decision that she did. And I'll talk a bit more about that later. And also note that we don't know that it's the wrong decision. That's a subjective perspective. Should she have the spot? Maybe, maybe not. What we do know is that the thoughts are causing feelings. Specifically, I'm betting this attorney feels disappointment, maybe hurt, maybe a little despair and confusion too. And when we feel these feelings and we don't know that we're the ones causing it, we cause a lot of suffering for ourselves. We think that something outside of us has to happen for us to feel better. We think that getting the spot is what would make us feel better, so we try to work the outer world instead of working on our inner world. Our thoughts about what's happening create the suffering. The boss's decision didn't create the suffering. Just knowing this can set us free. And what's also important to see here is that thoughts that she's having about not getting what she wants are creating the disappointment, confusion, and hurt, and this is totally normal. It doesn't mean we don't have emotions like these or we push them away. We are humans and we will always feel these emotions. What we're coaching on today is learning how not to stay stuck in those emotions. We're also coaching on how not to take action from a place that isn't resourceful. That's going to make it a lot more likely for us to get what we want or at least have a much better likelihood of improving our results overall. So for instance, we might not get the position that we want right now, but we may strengthen a relationship or learn of an even better position that we think would be perfect for us or be able to make a decision based upon facts rather than just thoughts, random thoughts that come into our brain. So what else does staying in disappointment do? Well, in addition to just feeling horrible and like you have no control, it is a huge waste of time. So if you listen to all my podcasts about time management and productivity and all that focus, all of that good stuff, staying in suffering is wasting a ton of time. Add on to that knowing, you know, like ruminating about what's going on, what you could have done differently, maybe causing a mess in the meantime before you recognize what's going on by maybe snapping at a loved one out of frustration and then wanting to make it up to them and feeling even worse about yourself is a huge time suck. 
So it might sound like I'm talking from experience because I am. (laughs) When we stay stuck in these thoughts, when we stay stuck in disappointment, when we stay really in this, this, I don't know, I'll describe it for me. It was just like feeling like you had no power, like your brain was just constantly generating this feeling of just despair. When I saw I was doing this in my life, I freed up a huge amount of time by no longer allowing myself to ruminate. And when you recognize that you're ruminating or feeling horrible thinking about something over and over and over again, like not getting what you want, know that that is normal. Your primal brain thinks that you're being kicked out of the tribe and will die. We use the prefrontal cortex to consciously notice the thoughts that our brain's having. And then, and I say this with a lot of emphasis, with compassion for ourselves, we say to ourselves, I see you. It's okay. Let's do this. Remember, compassion is key here. If we're just going to beat ourselves up, it's pushing away the emotions. We're not going to get the result that we want. We're going to feel like crap even more. We might, you know, get some work done in the in the short term, but we are not working from our most resourceful place. And it doesn't feel good. When you do this, when you recognize and have compassion for yourself that you feel like crap, you will become more resourceful. You begin to think thoughts like, okay, I still want this. Now what? I'm going to give you a personal example here. I wanted to be a part of this exclusive mastermind a few years ago. I would get to meet people I'd been admiring from afar in person in New York. And I'd been dying to go to New York for years. I'd get to hang out with Laura Belgray and Selena Sue in person in a small group in Selena's high-rise apartment in Manhattan. And if you don't know who they are, they are entrepreneurial superstars who I really look up to. So my application was rejected. I had thought it was a sure thing, so I was really disappointed. I had a moment where I felt kicked in the chest, but I had coaching on my side. So before learning about coaching my brain, I would have ruminated and felt hurt, maybe like I wanted to crawl under a rock, then let the opportunity just go on its way. But because I had practiced this amazing tool over the years, I had a moment of disappointment and didn't make a no mean that anything had gone wrong. I didn't make it a problem. Instead, I immediately wrote Laura an email that thanked her for the opportunity to apply, thanked her for introducing me to Selena's work, and told her how she'd impacted my life. I added in that if a space opened up, please keep me in mind. Well, Laura took notice. She emailed me back telling me that was the most gracious email and said I'd be the first one on the list if a spot opened up. I'm betting no one else replied like I did. And wouldn't you know it, a couple weeks before the mastermind, someone dropped out and Laura asked if I was interested. I got the opportunity because I kept my brain resourceful instead of in disappointment and maybe even shame because I was being kicked out of the tribe. I wasn't being... I wasn't being chosen, right? I want you also to notice that I didn't not have disappointment. I had disappointment. I recognized it, but I didn't stay there. I didn't ruminate. Instead, I thought, okay, I want this. Now what? 
And I acted from a space of resourcefulness, of certainty that, yes, this would be such a great spot. And you know what? This doesn't mean anything about me. It doesn't mean anything about what Laura thinks of me. And because I didn't make it mean anything, like that anything had gone wrong, I got to go to New York. So recognize that acting from resourcefulness changes the game. A side note for all my woo lovers out there. I know you're listening, okay? I know. I see you. When people talk about manifesting, this is what they're talking about. Manifesting is how we think about everything because our thoughts impact how we feel and how we act. That's what happened here. What a lot of people in manifestation circles don't mention are the feelings that lead to the actions that create the results. Okay, side note over. Big thing to know here. This work does not change other people's behavior. It can influence other people's behavior, though. You may notice that someone treats you differently. Your mother, your partner, your associate, your friend may treat you differently because you treat them differently. Our actions create our results. When we're faced with a thought that we should have gotten an opportunity and we didn't, we're telling ourselves that something has gone wrong. When we try to think positive right after a disappointment, though, we may be creating negative feelings. And I put quotes around think positive because I know that there's this whole trend on like, just think positive, just think happy thoughts, it'll be fine. And I do that occasionally as a joke. But if you really do that, you will be pushing down the negative feelings. And it's just like a beach ball, right? Like you try to push a beach ball underwater and it's just going to pop back up if you let it go. So instead of pushing down the disappointment and labeling it as bad, just feel it, acknowledge it, know that it's normal. All right, once we see the disappointment, then we can do the acknowledging as totally normal and say, I want this, now what, right? We can have that thought, I want this, now what? Instead of ruminating on all the reasons someone should know that I'm interested in the position and should know I'm perfect for it, Then you can take actions that are beneficial towards what you want. Like, okay, I'm having the thought. She should know this already. She should know I'm perfect for it. She should know that I'm interested because I did X, Y, Z. Well, I want you to know that our thoughts are going to lie to us over and over again. (laughs) And so it's important that we examine those thoughts and not just examine them from a place of, well, she should know, but examining them from a place of, I want this, now what? What's the next best action? Because from that place, you're not trying to figure out what went wrong or how you can prove your value. You're coming from certainty that this is something that you truly want and that you are perfect from the organization. Then you'll begin thinking about the next steps. Maybe that includes focused, constrained thinking on how you can bring value to the company. Maybe it means having a conversation with the boss to understand her thinking. I could tell that the person who wrote to me hadn't done this because she wasn't sure why her boss decided to go to another party for the legal services. She might have a conversation with her boss that leads to her hearing that her boss has something in mind for her or that her boss has no intention of promoting her because she's too valuable in her current position. When we become more resourceful, we may not hear what we want to hear, but then we have data to act from that allows us to make a decision about what's next for us that we want. 
When we don't, we can swim in all of that unnecessary suffering and ruminating and worrying and thinking about what things she might be thinking, her boss might be thinking, should be thinking. Another thing that's going on here is that she has judgment for her boss. Now, in the follow-up, she said that other than this decision, this woman, she's a fantastic boss. That thought tells me that she's thinking her boss is doing something wrong, that something has gone wrong, and that there is a problem. To her boss, though, nothing has gone wrong. She thinks she's making a good decision. This is a trap that's really easy for all of us to fall into. Each of us believes we know how things should be in the world. We know who should be president. We know who should be, (laughs) how the DMV should be run. Americans think driving on the right side of the road is correct. The British think driving on the left side of the road is correct. Um, Like, just notice that this is just a paradigm. Our brain just wants to think in black and white. That is all that's going on here, and it is normal. There's no right or wrong. There's just different perspectives. Unless we're talking about the DMV, and I honestly cannot say, I'm totally caught up in that. I totally need to be coached on my thoughts. Anyway, knowing all of this can help us get curious instead of judgmental. Acting from curiosity is a much more resourceful place than judgment. Judgment shuts us down instead of helps us connect. Okay, so here's a quick rundown of what we covered. We think something outside of us has to happen for us to feel better. We don't. It's always our thoughts causing the suffering. Acknowledging that our thoughts are the cause of our suffering, not the circumstances, is step one. And I'm cracking up here because as I'm doing this podcast, I'm seeing all my thoughts about the DMV come up. So sorry, I'm totally going to crack up here. Anyway, all right, moving on. When we do this, we become more resourceful. We begin to think thoughts like, okay, I still want this. Now what? I did that with the DMV today. I still want to get the title cleared. What are the next steps that I've got to take? Done. Releasing our judgment that we're right and someone else is wrong helps us become more resourceful to get what we want. Okay. (laughs) All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I especially enjoyed the part where I totally cracked up (laughs) my thoughts about the DMV. (sighs) Okay. I'm better. If you have a topic you'd like me to cover, find me on Instagram at dina.cataldo and DM me. I mean, if if you just like listen to this podcast and listen to my thoughts about the DMV, just kind of interwoven with everything that I talked about, you can really see how thoughts navigate, like our thoughts really propel us in every direction. It's always our thoughts that create a problem. There's never really a problem. There's always a solution, right? That's also a thought. There's always a solution. But if we choose the thoughts that are most beneficial to us, that help us take the action that we need to collect data, like in this particular instance, collect the data to know, okay, should I even stay in this position? Because if my boss wants me to stay in this position, rather than go on to what I believe is a better opportunity, then I need to know that information because I want to be able to make the best choices for myself. So when we stay in those resourceful places, we can make better decisions for ourselves. And then we're just not stuck in that suffering. Because when we're, we're thinking, you know, thoughts that our our boss doesn't appreciate it as in and this 
uh, listener didn't say that to me. I'm just like coming up with this. Like when we're stuck in thoughts, like our boss doesn't appreciate us or um, our employee doesn't appreciate us or our partner doesn't appreciate us, then we're not working from a place of resourcefulness so that we can have that connected conversation that we need to have to collect the data to then take the actions that we need to take to get what we want. All right. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I will talk to you soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and you love coaching as much as I do, we might be the perfect fit to work together. If you want to learn more about coaching with me, you can go to dinacataldo.com and we can set up a call. And during our call, we will talk about all of those thoughts that are getting in your way of getting what you want. Bye.